This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I could happily spoon with you, Pat. <laughs> Join Nate, Pat and myself, Drackers, as we discuss this week's 2-2 draw away to Leighton Orient. So come on in and welcome along to Boroughpod. Nice to talk about football. Stephen, hello. Um, yeah, all right. Good, good weekend, boys. Oh, yeah, superb, Nate. Thanks. Yourself? Yeah, it was all right. I went to Bedford Oasis. Oh, I like it there. It's good fun, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it was all right. I suppose. No, I mean, the, me and the kid had a whale of a time, but my missus was like hyperventilating half the time. She hates like crowded spaces. Don't really know where she came to be honest. <laughs> but yeah no it was, it was alright yeah I mean I still smell like chlorine a bit like, I'll try to scrub that off for the next week but that goes doesn't uh, it without saying yeah. it goes I used to work at a swimming port at Stevenage for about five or six years yeah oh mate that's when you could smoke around poolside though it was good fun <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a lifeguard He was his name was Tidy he's a local legend he was always working the doors and I remember he used to turn up for work smashed off his face and uh, used to drink evaporated milk whilst smoking when he had a hangover which was most days and he'd be the lifeguard that would quite happily pin a kid up against the wall for uh, for jumping off the inflatable and, and just just rattle him he was absolutely mental he wore Dr Martins I mean it had never saved anyone if he jumped in <laughs> he looked cool though denim shorts Doc Martins and a bright yellow lifeguard t-shirt what a legend <laughs> He's still rocking around town in that same get-up now, isn't he? Uh, he's a sec- last time I saw him, he was working one of the doors in Hitchin. Uh, yeah, he's was an he? absolute nutbox. But yeah, I mean, there got, we go. You've got, to be a, you've got to be a special special brand of lunatic to uh, work the doors, haven't you, really? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't my bag. Uh, Pat, what'd you do? What'd you, what'd you get up to? Nice and relaxed weekend? Yeah, fairly quite boring one. Listened to a lot of uh, football yesterday while doing chores around the house. Strolled up to Fairlands today, made a big fat of chilli. It's been a good day so far. Wow. Modern guy you are, Pat. I love I you. I do my best. I could happily spoon with you, Pat. <laughs> Such a lovely <laughs> man. I would literally oh, stroke his face and everything because I love oh. him. He's just, he's just lovely. I just like a... <laughs> like, associate Pat with like a gerbil or something. It's just a, that kind of animal. He's just a lovely guy. Yeah, and I do have cheeks full of food as well at the moment. 
Wow. <laughs> we just associated that with a gerbil. What's going on? Oh, God. It's, uh, right, tell us about your day, Jay. Go on, tell us about your What, story. yesterday? Yeah. Oh, mate. So I was in a fortunate position to to uh, to have my daughter who's at university. She lives just around the corner in Loughton. So I was like, I know. I'll drop drop the current Mrs. Drakford off on the way. And uh, she can go down to uh, Westfield Shopping Centre. But the trains are a nightmare. So I ended up picking up my daughter um, and then literally headed off down, dropped them off. Parked up outside Leighton Orient, which is really easy to park for free. It's absolutely brilliant. It must be 200 metres away. Found like a decent East End boozer. Is that what? Yeah. And it was just so good. I just wanted to sit in there for the rest of the afternoon. Um, you weren't allowed in unless you were a, a Leighton Orient fan. So luckily I didn't have any colours on. And there was loads of Borough fans in there anyway. It was absolute waffle. And had the nicest burger. Oh my God, it was good. Had a couple of beers and then, yeah, turned up. And by the way, I've got to say this now. It's got a goal record. The support yesterday was unbelievable, except for the absolute wands that cost the club a few grand by throwing a uh, smoky bomb thing when we scored a goal. Yeah. What an absolute clown. I mean, people see... Did he throw it after the first goal? First goal went... Oh, do you know what? It was really oh, funny. Oh, mate, we, we only had on, held on to the lead for like, what, five minutes? What a yeah. prick. He lit, there was four of them. They ran down the stairs. Uh, one of these lads has absolutely mullered his knee in the process, which I was laughing at quite, <laughs> quite, quite funnily. And uh, he just launched this pyrotechnic jobby in, in t- uh, all of two metres, and it was going everywhere. But oh, mate, the support was unbelievable. Away from the, uh, away from the result itself and the game. Do you know what? There was like eight minutes at the end before they scored their second goal, where I felt like I was in like a I don't know what it was. I just looked across. Me and my son just caught each other's eyes. We're giving it the old, whoa. And that yeah. was going on for about seven minutes. And I was like, I could I could die today, right now. And, and this is the best moment. Oh, mate. Yeah. It just was, we were roaring the place. It was so good. I met so many people I don't even know who are massive Borough fans. It was just lovely. Yeah. And a lady with a Ukrainian sign, which was just beautiful. It was a lovely sight. But, yeah, um... And then obviously the game itself, uh, I've got so many things to say on the game, but I don't want to bore everyone and keep talking about it. But the biggest thing but, for and me... Now, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. That's what we're here to do, you f***ing wand. No, I mean, I could just we're talk... We're here to talk, talk about it, talk. just talk about it. Look, we're not going to enjoy talking about the game, so at least let, let us live vicariously through your enjoyment of the crowd. Let's, let's talk about positives <laughs> first, because I've had enough of moaning. I, the amount of people I've spoke to about this podcast, I mean, what a stupid idea, making a podcast when we're losing all the time. Is beyond me. So yesterday I was sat there. What, like is that thinking, what everybody's saying? <laughs> is that no. what everybody's saying? Like, why have you started that? No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> well, so so th- let's go for the really annoying things that really, really griped me. The referee was absolutely pony. I'm talking about triple kettle. He was shocking. He wanted to was stop it? the game all of the time. Oh. It wasn't Huxtable, was it? No, I think it was Darren Drysdale, I think. Oh my God, he was appalling. It was definitely Darren Drysdale, because I've been—I was enjoying his true or false name. Oh, I tried to take a picture of him just so I could slap a clown emoji on his face and tweet it. But he was absolute. <laughs> Seriously, boys, he—he he, he ruined that game yesterday completely. Uh, like some of the fouls that were given were just not fouls. It was petty. It was slow, and it was all about him, and that really winds me up. I think it would have been a much better game if we'd have a different referee yesterday who let 
just a bit of flow because there was just nothing. There was no, there was no niggle to the game. There was nothing naughty about it, um, and it was just shocking. And then you got um, Leighton Orient, who have been watching Southampton clearly on 70 minutes, have decided that everyone's going to be injured on the pitch and have gone for a 21-minute Tom Pet injury time. Oh, and that was just borderline embarrassing. The player went down twice injured. Oh, I was just, it was just pathetic. It winds me up when when teams do that, even though it's really good on their behalf and they they got what they needed out of it. But I, I'm going to tell you now, they are the worst team I have seen us play in a long, long time. And I was so angry last night, so annoyed on the way. I'm a drove home, spitting feathers. Um, and then I've slept on it, woke up this morning, did a bit of, you know, as you do, going through Twitter, reading what people are saying about it. Always go to Borough Chat because you always get a general feel that how really pissed off people are about it. And then kind of calmed down a bit more and thought, you know what? Actually, it was better. And I know that's a really weird... It was better, but it wasn't good enough. And that lot were an absolute shower and, and we let them get away with that. And that, that's what really annoys me. And it, it felt like it was coming all game, that second goal. Always, always was coming. You could just tell everyone was just screaming, get out, get out, get out. Uh, Benno, Benno, bones about it. What a goal, by the way. I mean, all of them were good goals yesterday, to be fair. Um, the one that was offside, I don't even want to talk about it because there's no point. It really annoys me that people really go into it. It was offside, but the referee's given it. It's done. There's no point in going into that. Oh, it's just, it's just annoying. Just, I'm, I was really bothered by it. But today I've woke up thinking, well, it was better, but I think we're going to be safe. But I just, oh, I was angry. I was so angry. But I'm chilled out a bit more today. I've uh, done the same as last week, Joe. I ain't watching highlights yet. Oh, okay, nice. I like this. So, so I'm gonna watch. You don't fucking sound like you like it. You just got. Oh. Anyway, I'm gonna watch the highlights. Right, I'm gonna talk, <laughs> talk, talk you through what we're seeing. The irony of Nate criticising someone for sounding dour is not lost on me. <laughs> Shut up. Right, Taylor on the ball on the right hand side with the ball. Gets it into Norris. He's flicked it back through to Taylor. Lovely little pass. Taylor's uh, shot near post and the keeper saved it. Gone out for a corner, which I'm going to assume that I won't see. Oh no, I will see it. Hello. It's Westbrook with the ball in there. It's gone up at the back post. No one's actually done anything with it. Just fanning around with it on the edge of the box now. Come on, someone do something. Oh, the ball's been knocked back in. Oh, cross at the back post. Oh, lovely yeah. looping header over the goalkeeper. And Prosser Pross looks like he's trying to run back to, to his own half, but he's moving backwards, it looks. Anyway, keeper's clearing a ball for uh, Orient off a, a free kick. Knocking it around nicely. Oh, he's played it over Scotty, and they've smashed it in at the near post. Can you believe that? Near Everybody's post? running over to the line crying about it being offside but to be honest boys you ain't cleared your lines so it's your own problem <laughs> deal with it <laughs> learn to play football properly you ones Christy Pym smashing the ball long it's gone through everyone and Noz has absolutely twatted it over the goalkeeper what a finish <laughs> my favourite thing my favourite thing about that I have, I have seen that clip already my favourite thing about that is just the one solitary Orient fan who stands up and just applauds him as he runs away <laughs> That is something special, that is. And I'm, here we go, right. Uh, Van Kooten knocking it into the box. Oh, Noz is completely onside. How's he missed that? That, look, that Honestly, that looked like he's gone out for a throw-in. Oh, that's, that's, that's like, criminal. It's a, a, it's a difficult chance. 
Oh, is, is there a goal coming in, surely? Oh, yeah, that's a really whack clearance. Oh, what a finish by Archibald's. What a finish. Oh, killer, innit? Like, oh, so killer. Oh, gutting. Like, we spoke about it last week, didn't we? About the fact that it, it happens all the time, like, conceding oh. late goals. Oh, what a finish, though. What a finish, what a finish from Archibald. Should have played signed him. Class when we had when we had him on uh, trial, I watched him watched him twice. I think that preseason he was brilliant. Both games down in the uh, the bo- bottom left corner of the uh, the away uh, section, there must have been about fifteen young boys, all like 14, 13, 14, yeah, 15. Given it, proper given and it. they were absolutely all game over to this far corner. There was this one bloke who had a bucket hat on, and he was. On the larger side, and literally that goal went in, that second goal, and his top was off. He was flinging his man boobs around everywhere in that stand. It was, oh, we were, it was so funny. But that's the thing. Like, I don't know about you boys. Like, I saw a tweet the other day. This, this is a question for you both. When you watch football, what, what do you, what, what are you good at? What are you good at seeing? Uh, I would, I would say like because like, I'm a coach. I'm a football coach, right? I've done done the badges well the bad first badge and that and I've done the goalkeeping thing um I'd say I'd say I'm quite good at sort of reading players reading players movement off the ball and being able to tell sort of what they're what they've been instructed to do based on that like I'm quite good at reading off the ball stuff yeah not overly eloquent that but Pat (laughs) I'm very defensive minded so I I look at the game from the point of view of like uh, positioning off the ball and particularly like how the fullbacks are being protected, um, whether the wingbacks are being trapped properly by the midfield and that sort of thing. So, watching us at home recently, it's been a lot of like, who are our wide midfielders and who is tracking those guys who are just making the fullbacks have two players to deal with, and it's all uh, pretty stressful. Well, I'm none of them, I'm just pure and utter passion. I just love it. I love just. People watching in the crowd, and it yesterday was just mental. I was watching them, watching the away fans all game, and I was just like, "This is just raw and emotional," and I just love that. And that's that's exactly what I love about football. Uh, like you can moan all you like about a result, but it was just so like so tense. The atmosphere in it was absolutely wicked. Yeah, and Even that came through on the radio coverage as well. It was a much more Did it? entertaining game to listen to. You know, you could hear we were creating chances and uh, yeah. forcing saves and stuff a lot more so than we have in recent weeks. And I haven't asked Steve this yet, but I'm assuming this wasn't one that he didn't enjoy. Mm, yeah. Let's have a look. Let's have a look at that overall. Let's kind of look at some of the stats. We had ten shots to Orient's nine. They had five on target. We had four because, of course, we did. We can't actually hit a barn door. Possession. They dominated possession. Fifty-seven percent to forty-three percent. Or forty-two percent. Sorry, forty-eight to forty-two. Uh, pass success rate. Our pass success rate was fifty percent. That is fucking appalling. Fifth, literally half the passes we've we've gone for are inaccurate. That is absolutely dreadful. They won the aerial duel. We won more tackles. We had more corners. I thought. Uh, I thought uh, Terence Van Cooten had a good game. He was playing that pivot role just in front of Upson. I thought. Upson was better than I've seen him. His his interceptions were were superb. He, he read the the game really well. Um, and then Norris, oh, he texted me last night, Luke, 
absolutely gutted about it. But I tell you what, without him, I don't know where we'd be this season. Just his fight and grit is just like probably probably three points under score for us. come for. Oh man, seriously, he's he should be like. Um, he's the he's the best player of all season. Player of the season for me. Uh, it's difficult to say that because uh, I think Reevesy would run him close, but without him, oh my days, he's just so bullish and he just he just looked hungry yesterday for it. I thought I thought he um, I was excited when we signed him, and then I thought he didn't really look at the races when uh, under revs. I just don't know. I don't know what it was about him. I don't know. I I. I I don't know what it was about Rev's tactics that didn't really play into his strengths. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that, definitely. And Rev's used to use him quite a lot in-game as well with tactics. He'd yeah. pull him over and ask him to do stuff that wasn't for his. So I remember being at Bragg once, watching him getting ready and prepping for the weekend's game. And he was using him too deep to then run on. And I just didn't like yeah. it. He's just got to be a big, horrible bloke up front who just likes feeling people and just sticks his... Butt out. Yeah, I just, I yeah, I, I he, 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 he strikes me as the sort of person you just put on top of, you let him do his thing, and you, yeah, that's right. You, I agree. You play, you play around that. Like he, he yeah. doesn't strike me as the type of striker you need to go and give umpteen different instructions to. Just let him go and play his game. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, his goal was, his goal was proper, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, you know uh, when you see someone running after and you think, I know what you're gonna do here. I know what you're going to yeah, do. And everyone yeah. at half-time just knew it was coming. Bang! And it was just an absolute corker. Yeah. Oh, oh it yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was proper tidy. Right, uh, right let's, have a look at, let's have a look at the the League 2 table. It's, Don't bother, Nate. Do not no, even bother. No, we are... It's, it's bleak, right? Listen, listen. Oh. Scumfort, 35 played, 24 points. Gone. Oldham, 33 played... 31 points. Yeah. Barrow, 34 played, 33 points. Stevenage, 20, uh, 35 points, 30, sorry, 35 played, 34 points. Orient, 33 played, 35 points. Colchester, 35 played, 36 points. Carlisle, 34 points, 37, sorry, 34 played, 37 points. And then Rochdale, 33 played, uh, 38 points. So, Orient, Orient and uh, Orient Oldham and Rochdale have all got two games in hand on us. Carlisle and Barrow have got a game in hand on us. And then we're, we're evens with Colchester and Scunthorpe. So, I... It's... it's I, it's hard to say, right? But it's between... Uh, Scunthorpe are down, aren't they? Yeah, they're gone. Seven, gone. seven points, seven points adrift, no games in hand over everyone, anyone above them. They've got one win in the last six, which admittedly is better than us. Um, next, obviously Oldham. Now Oldham, they're only they're only three points off of us. Um, they've got two games in hand, but I, I I I know which position I'd rather be in, and that's having the points on the t- having the points on the board, right? Uh, they've they've got two wins in six, um, but they they've drawn two and lost one in the last three um, then obviously you've got Barrow who are a point back and a game in hand but again I'd much rather have the points on the board if they uh, the, the bad news is is that if uh, 
if it comes down to goal difference, we're going to lose out to almost everybody because we're minus 22 at the moment and everybody other than Scunthorpe around us is much better off. I mean, Orient, somehow Orient are plus six. Um, but yeah, so it's it, it's pretty bleak. We've scored the second least amount of goals in the league. Oh, no, third least amount of goals in the league, which is, uh, which is pathetic. Um, unbelievably... We've only scored six less than Tramit, who are in sixth place. That's wild, isn't it? They've, they're in sixth place with 38 Lost. goals scored, but they've only scored, they've only conceded 30. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Um, so, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna take a bit of a punt here, and I'm going to say that, that, that second relegation spot is between Oldham, Barra, Stevenage, and Colchester. I reckon Orient and Carlisle might just might just uh, squeak themselves away. Not so sure about oh. Orient from what we've seen of them recently, but um, time will tell. No, I don't, I don't think so either. I can't see them scrapping scrapping any more points out of anyone. To be no. fair, it just shows you yesterday. If you think about a two-all draw, it shows you exactly where we are at the minute this season. Yeah, it really does, and it just it's it's worrying. We're probably one of the worst teams, form teams in in the league, and we've got what. Second and fourth coming to uh, coming to the Lamex over the next ten days. Yeah, Newport, Newport, Northampton. Let's have let's have a look at our next few running games, then. Newport next weekend. Uh, then on Tuesday night we've got Northampton. Uh, then then uh, then we've got Mansfield who are fifth. Oh, we're away at Mansfield who are fifth. Then we've got Exeter who are eighth, and then before we we welcome Oldham to. To the Lamex on the second of April. So our next five games are all all promotion slash playoff teams. It's not. A, it's it's pretty grim reading. I mean, this could be. This could that that next run of five games, four games, until Oldham could easily be zero points. But then we've got Oldham. Colchester, Rochdale, and Scunthorpe in that in the next four games, which all could be twelve could be twelve points. It won't be like don't don't get me wrong, it won't, but it could. And they're all six pointers, so it could be twenty four points. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's bleak, isn't it? Oh. News is uh, Barrow's game in hand is against Exeter away, so. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, isn't it? And uh, it's helpful that Carlisle have punctured their new manager bounce a little bit with an away win on the weekend. Yeah, Carlisle. Yeah, Carlisle are starting to fly, and they've got three win, three wins on the bounce. So they've 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 sort of sh- shot up from being in trouble. I think when their new manager came in, he was they were second second bottom, weren't they? And they've gone they've gone steaming up. Just it just goes to show though, all you need is a little bit of a run. And you can give yourself some some breathing space. Of course, yeah. our run came in January when it was way too early for the run to happen, and we've we've slipped slipped back down into trouble. Jay, you tweeted this yesterday, and I just want to I want to ask to see we'll see if you figured it out yet. Where go do we on. go from here? Yeah, I definitely haven't figured it out just today. No, I've not even given it any thought. I think uh, that was just me just um, ranting. I don't know. I've not figured it out. I just. Oh man, we came up with a couple of ideas last week, didn't we? Uh, it's just he's obviously sticking with that formation. He likes his own players. 
O'Neill, Upson. Oh, I just, I, I, I am seriously, seriously concerned now. I, I thought last night we'd be safe. I don't know if we are anymore, and I hate to say that, and I don't like the idea of going down next year trying to play in that National League because you don't come up quickly from that. You don't come up quickly. And uh, that's not a place I want to be in. I like being a league football club. I like being a professional outfit. And at the minute, it just seems like we most certainly aren't. And that scares me and worries me because I love it down there. And uh, yeah, it really winds me up. Here's a, here's a question I asked Pat before before you before you rocked up, mate. Why did we only make one sub? I know. I thought that as well. I was thinking that this morning. I don't even know who we had on the bench. No, I just, I just say. So, so uh, our bench was our new subs were Charlie Carter, Bruno Andrade, Chris Lines, Arthur Reed, Bailey Clements, and the goalkeeper Laurie Walker. The only person we used was Jamie Reed. It's not good, that is it? No, really not good. Like you know, you like you're not telling me with ten minutes to go, it weren't worth taking Westbrook and Upson off. And putting mm. Carter and Reed on. Definitely. Just to inject a bit more energy into yep. a team that team that had been under the cosh of it. I wasn't that impressed with Westbrook yesterday. He's one of those players who just up and down. He just just didn't didn't like anything that he was doing yesterday, which is a shame because I want to like him, but it's just at the minute I just I just don't see what what's there for us. I don't know what he offers. And, and Arthur Reed just well. He won't be there next year, will he? He ain't getting a look in. No, which is a- absolutely outrageous. Awful, isn't it? It seems like a waste to me. Yeah, he'll, he'll end up in League One next. Next, he won't get another contract here for some reason. He'll, he'll get a contract with a League One team next year, and we'll be like, "There's another one that we should have done more with." The next Alex Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch? Did you watch Tyrone Marsh the other night play for? Um, Boreham Wood. No, I didn't watch the game. <laughs> I stupidly tweeted about it, saying you watch him be absolutely unbelievable and show us what we missed. Yesterday afternoon, he's obviously searching his name because I definitely didn't uh, put his name <laughs> into uh, into it or tag him. There's a little like from him there, so he must have been happy with his own performance. He was decent. <laughs> he scrapped away. You know, they were playing fairly long and trying to uh, counter-attack, and it's a hard job for a yeah. striker that against a... Aside from so far up, but he made the defenders work. He played decent. Oh. It's just bleak. It, it's it, it's it's pretty bleak, isn't it? That we're sat here kind of don't know what to say. I mean, the thing is about Saturday is it's disappointing to drop two points in the final couple of minutes. It's even more disappointing not to finish the injury time that was allocated in the first place because it shouldn't be able to get shorter when the team scored in it. But that's by the by. Don't concede. Defend better. Score more yeah. in the ninety minutes. That's not an excuse, but it it yeah. adds to the frustration, I think. But I mean, overall, it's the game I've enjoyed most in the last six weeks or so, maybe. And mm-hmm. there's more positives than negatives out of this one, despite the disappointment of the late equaliser, as far as I'm concerned. So I've seen people coming out and slating players and saying, "What's the point of me even showing up anymore?" And it's like, well, you know, we scored one decent and one very good goal in that game, albeit against a side who's defensively as weak as we are, but like if if I go to a, if I go to the game next weekend and 
we lose 2-1 and Nozzle scores a goal like that, I'll go home thinking that was a decent day out. So, One thing we haven't touched base on as well is the fact that he didn't change his team for the first time ever on Saturday. Unchanged. And I thought that was going to be a positive. I thought, well, it's another 45 minutes of them all playing together or, or however long. So is he starting to understand his side? Is he is he knowing who he actually wants out there? Or is that completely forced? Yes. I'm going to say yes. Basically both. I think he's starting to... Maybe he's starting to find some kind of consistency that he he, that he, he wants. Um, but he's uh, there are still a number of... Um, Still a number, uh, still probably a couple of spaces on that on that pitch where he'd like maybe to be able to do something different. Uh, I mean, we all know that Reeves would be starting if he could. Um, I'm not sure you need Upson and Van Kooten screening off the defence as two fairly, you know, oh, solid defensive-minded so right, midfielders. Definitely, definitely. If he had, if he had, uh, if it was TVC, you could have had maybe lines in front. Bit more creative, uh, yeah. Carter maybe could sit in there. I don't know actually. Not too sure about Charlie playing dead centre, but um, yeah. No, I fully agree. They were very, very defensive minded, both of them. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I don't know that I don't know that Lions is gonna change all that much from Upson to him on his own. Uh, did we did we play? Did we play? Did, was TBC in the defence or was he was he pushed pushed a bit forwards? No, he's pushed forward, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Because the, the thing I'm looking at says that he, he, we were flat back five. Well, not no, flat, definitely but we no. back five. He was, t- he was definitely pushing out. Cool. Okay, so we've got Newport coming to, coming to the uh, the Lamex next. Uh, they are unbeaten in the last five, drawing three all with Oldham, uh, one all with Mansfield, beating Tranmere four two, drawing one all with Forest Green, and then beating. Being Ray, Ray, Bristol Rovers one nil. It's a weird one, Newport. They've had, they've had the last five games at home, and if you go back a little bit further than that, their away form isn't brilliant. But they have dispatched Scunthorpe and Leighton Orient one nil away, and you fear we're the same sort of form as that. So that might be what happens. We bang our head against that brick wall and concede a cheap one from a set piece at some point. And then can't get back into it. That's that's the fear. They've lost their last two away games, but they were against top and second in the table, so you can kind of ignore that. Um, they lost they lost three 0 away to Rochdale, uh, but you know we're starting to look at December now, so we can kind of ignore all that. It's far far too long in the past to matter now, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> what do you what? What do you want to see from the lineup, Jay? For next week, I don't know really. I think if he's if if Tiz really is getting into him and starting to understand him a bit a bit more, I'd stay consistent. I'd, I'd literally stay with exactly how we, we've 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 started the last two games just to just to give the lads a chance of playing together and you know understanding each other as much as we can. You on paper you'd say that you know that Newport are gonna are gonna take us to town, so. I think consistency. Maybe one change. I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, he's, I don't think he's going to play Carter, and I don't think he's going to play Reed at the minute. So there's no real change for me. He's not going to. He's not going to bring Westbrook off. I, I I wouldn't start him next week. So that's probably the one change I'd, I'd go with. Um, 
Reed came on, did all right. Didn't set the world on fire, so I'd stick stick with Listy still. Um, but yeah, that that for me would be about it. Was was Listy playing wide? Mm. Well, yeah, Pete, I saw someone saying that he was playing on the wing. I don't really think it stuck out to me that he was. Right. But yeah, I think it it was it was Norris dead centre. But right, this okay. really didn't do too much in the game for me. Didn't do enough. No, you see, I don't think he often does. Like he grabs goals yeah. from time to time, but he don't do much else, does he? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't work, or he doesn't appear to work as hard as Norris does. Like Norris, even when he's not, not, not getting goals and stuff, he he works at it, doesn't he? He chases down, chases down them. Yeah. Those uh, those hopeless balls forwards. Which uh, which lists don't don't always do, you know. If, if he thinks he ain't gonna get there, and the keeper's got it, rather than put the keeper under pressure, he will just dawdle, wouldn't he? Saves more of his effort for uh, chasing through balls, which is fair enough, you know. If you're gonna put it in somewhere, put it in there. Well, I'd like to see the ball, some pressure being pl- applied to the uh, the goalkeeper there, making them actually make a decision and do something rather than give them all the time of all the time of the day to uh, control the ball, think about what they're going to do, and then do it. Much much better to, to to put them under pressure, isn't it? Especially this especially at this level where people goalkeepers are dodgy. Yeah, more goals come oh, from mistakes geez. than anything else. Yeah. Uh, Leighton Orient were poor at the back yesterday. They were abysmal, full of mistakes. They were. They were shocking. There were only one player I liked the look of yesterday was um, was Sorteru. I thought he had, he was he, he was a lively player. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I wasn't really that impressed with anybody else. The back fourish. Um, flashes, flashes. Smith up tops an absolute giant. Have you seen him? He's about twelve foot yeah, tall. Yeah, yeah, he's he's good. He got uh, I think he got man of the match, didn't he? Did he really? Well, the thing I well the thing I'm looking at gave him the gave him the highest rating, at least. He got the highest rate of the game, Comfort, comfortably. The only player who got above above eight. Everybody else, every, a few a few others were in the sevens, and then most were in most were in the six sixes. Their keeper got got six on the nose, which is pretty dreadful, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they were full of mistakes, mate. Full of mistakes. So you just need to capitalise. That's that. That's what annoys me. Like, so we see, like, when you see a Stevenage player making a mistake, it usually ends up in a goal. <laughs> yeah. Whereas when we absolutely. when we're playing against other teams, it just doesn't always seem, doesn't seem to end up in goals, and we don't seem yeah. to capitalise on it enough. It's a cliche, isn't it? But winning's a habit. And when you're on a good run yeah. of form, you confidently see out games, you still attack teams properly, you don't go into your shell as much. When you're struggling for points like we are, everyone gets nervous, the defending gets deeper and deeper, and these late equalisers happen more frequently when you're struggling. Yeah. So I don't think Scotty really put a foot wrong yesterday. I thought he had a really, really good game. He was brilliant. Yeah, mistakes but... around him rather than buying for their goals. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Pat. Prosser got a seven point four, Van Kooten got a seven, and Cuthbert a six point eight. Really? Wow. Given the dancing that uh, TVC did for their first goal, it might be slightly generous. 
<laughs> Wasn't uh, the first mistake, but it definitely contributed. Scott Scott Cuthbert didn't cover himself in glory with uh, clearing the clearing his lines, did he? In that in that motion in that in that sequence of play, just nods the ball up over his own head for the for their uh, goal scorer to run onto. Oh, I don't know what to talk about, boys. Oh no, it's very difficult, isn't it? It really, really is hard to uh, to keep talking about it and going over it and analysing it and and seeing what we need to do to change, etc., etc. But man, we just need to turn up and put some balls. Go away, you. Dog. The terrier we need in central midfield, right? <laughs> yeah, he will. Uh, oh, he's back. Go away. Yeah, no, you're you're right. There's, we're at a position where we're really dangerous, you know, dangerous position of just making the same making the same episode over and over again, isn't we? Yeah. <laughs> just just sounds, just sounds exactly like last week. The 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 problem is as well is is exactly right. It's becoming year after year as well, isn't it? That's that's the thing we touched on that last week that. You know, it's just becoming, it's becoming tiring. I think to talk yeah. about it, to, to look forward to it, um, and yeah, so many people yesterday were out having a really good time, um, getting the train down there. You know, people, you know, planning a whole day. There was loads of kids down there, loads of teenagers, all ages, and you just come away thinking, oh well, <laughs> what next? What hope do we have next Saturday? Because I don't think many people do hold much hope out for the week. No, okay. So my 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 plan of attack to win the game, right? This mm. is this is exact. This is how I would set us up to win the game. Uh, I'd play I'd play a back four with TVC in in as like a uh, an anchor man to uh, try and break up break up attacks. I wouldn't want him pushing too far forward when we don't have the ball. In fact, when we don't have the ball, uh, sorry, when we do have the ball, I'd probably probably have him um, slot slot in between Cuthbert and Bozzy. I don't really like Prosser very much. I can't I can't say I want to want to start him. I just can't do it. Um, and then out of position, out of possession, where the rest where the rest of the defense just drop off slightly when they when they start to break. I'd want I'd want Van Kooten coming forwards to try and help the midfield break things up. Um, I have no desire for him to play play overly attacking when we get the ball again. I'd get in there, make yourself a nuisance, break the lines, then give him the ball and turn around and walk back, <laughs> go back in, get back into your slot in between the defence. I think. That in between between the two centre backs, I think that's where I would want him. Um, I'd want Wilden and Coker pushing forwards, uh, whilst Van Kooten is tucked tucked in the middle there, um, giving giving probably list Listy and uh, Reed Arthur Reed. I want to I want to see him more um, in the sort of in in an advanced role. Light lines and then probably oh, that's all I want to play in the middle. Now let's put let's put Alpha Reed in there in the middle with Linesy. Um let them let them move the ball around and then Taylor and uh Carter advance in in advanced positions 
trying to trying to move the ball move the ball around um work with the work with the two fullbacks pushing forwards to try and try and create an overload down one side get the get the ball into get the ball into Nozer either in the middle or get it, try and get it through to him early see what we can work from there i think i think what we want to want to be doing is trying to break quickly don't need to have we don't really need to up our 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 strength isn't in retaining the ball is it our strength isn't in keeping hold of the ball and building building forward patiently i think our when we when we play well i mean you saw it with christy Pym it was, and Nozera was on saturday <laughs> our best goal our best goal of the season's been an assist <laughs> for the goalkeeper in it um, try we, i don't think we have to necessarily go route 1 but I'd like to see the ball moved quickly. Like I can't. Like, I, I want to see Pim with the ball in hand as soon, almost as soon as he's got it in hand. Coker and Coker and Wilding are both out to the wings. Oh, don't! So literally, quickly with a... they move out quickly. There's nothing worse than watching a goalkeeper get the ball in the hands and then everybody just turns around and <coughs> strolls away. That that happened yesterday. It was like literally the last minute of the game. Pim gets the ball. And starts Harlem Globetrotting around with the ball. And I'm like, ah, just get that ball and smash it now before the whistle goes. So we had it for about, oh, I don't know, a good few seconds. Kept spinning it and spinning it. I'm like, just get rid of it. Get gone. Do you not understand the urgency? But yeah, goalkeepers are a different breed, aren't they? They're, uh, they're just uh, not from this planet. Um, but yeah, and it, when, it comes, when it comes to defending, like, well, like, like you're saying, get the, getting the ball out, like I say... I don't really care. I don't really care about playing it fancy, playing it, keeping it, keeping it on the, keeping it on the deck at the back. Your job is to fucking have it. Get the ball, lump it forwards, lump it out. <laughs> as long as that ball ain't beating you, I don't care where it goes. We ain't, <laughs> we we are we're not blessed. We're just not blessed with <laughs> with players that have the ability to play fancy football out from the back. We just don't have it. So just don't do it. Smash it long, <laughs> smash it out, deal with it. I think that's what we're being told to do anyway, Nate. I think it literally is long ball football. No, no, but I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not genuinely. I'm not saying long ball football, right? I'm saying if you've got, if you've got, if your option is a sideways pass to Prosser, smash <laughs> it out of play. <laughs> if you've got the opportunity to feed it down the wing to to Wilding or Coker, then take that option. But don't, uh, I don't want I don't want it passed around the back. Not with this lot. Not with this lot. It's too, too dangerous. Stupid. Invites pressure on. Other teams in this league press. We don't press. We can't handle the press. So don't invite it. I think that's generally true of League Two football as well. Is that rolling it out to your centre back who plays it to a right back who plays it back to a centre back? That just gets your team into trouble more often than it generates you something useful. So. I think that's a positive change we've seen moving from Revs to Tisdale is we do less of that. We do less of getting ourselves into trouble by trying to build from the back yeah, slowly and yeah, patiently. True. Get it into some midfielders who've got a bit more nous about how they yeah, build their passes. I suppose the good thing about us starting now is like, if we'd have started this podcast at the beginning of the season, we'd have binned it off by October, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. Your weekly dose of miserableness. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, we're gonna have to start. Think, we're gonna have to start 
started like a little a little section at the end of the podcast, just like Jay's Jay Jay's uh, Jay's positive positive outlook or something. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta save us, Jay. You're, like, you're, the, you might be the happiest man I know. So, do you think, mate? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> genuinely, <laughs> genuinely. <laughs> everybody else I know is a fucking miserable. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Right, I literally panned someone off. My, my, my wife hates going anywhere with me in Stevenage because you get seen by football fans. <laughs> yeah. like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. The other day we went into the town and we were by the indoor market, and this family walked past us, and my wife was like. Did you see them looking at you? And I went, no, why? And I went, they just think they just met David Beckham. I went, did they? And it was like, it cracked me up. So anyway, yesterday I walked into, walked into the uh, into a, this pub. I can't remember what it was called, but it was lovely. And there was a couple of Borough fans in there. And I was miserable. And I bit at someone. It was a Borough fan. He's like, Jay, Jay, come and, come and sit with us. Come and sit with us. I was like, no, nah, you're right. And just walked off. <laughs> I was like, I had to go over after just leave my son and apologise and go, I'm really sorry. I was too busy concentrating on my son. I, I don't normally be miserable, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if that was you, Bara fan, I'm really sorry. <laughs> that's, that's class. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know, Pat. You got anything else to add to this absolute shambles? <laughs> I think I don't feel I feel I feel bad at the moment. I feel bad for anybody who's going to waste their time listening to this. I don't think I don't think it's been as entertaining or as informative as last week. I think it's because I've not got my dressing gown on, mate. Oh, that, it, it did it did spice things up and get me right going. <laughs> I remember so, a piece sorry, of Pat, advice go I got about doing the uh, band stuff was never apologise to yourself, own it. So uh, you know, we're telling... oh yeah, fuck you, wish. We're telling you, we're telling it like it is, and if it's miserable, it's miserable. But we're doing our best. And as I say, I think the Leighton Orient game ended frustratingly, but gave some reasons for optimism. I think the next few fixtures are difficult, but that means any points you pick up are unexpected and a you know a nice surprise boost. The success or lack thereof against Newport is definitely going to come from having a strong start and building some confidence into the side. If they get on us early, it could be a really long, painful afternoon. But if we can start well, then, uh, you know, you never know. I like that. I like that optimism that we're not meant to get any points out of it. So if we do, it's an absolute result. So I'm, I'm with you, Pat. That's, that's superb. I like that. Um, I'm, uh, I'm one of my, uh, one of my colleagues is Mrs. Lives in Luton. And he refuses to spend time in Luton. So whenever they go, whenever he comes up to see her, he, uh, they go to Hitchin. And he get, he uh, he saw. I oh, no, yeah, no, I mean, it's better though, isn't it? Yeah, it's, much it's all relative. Um, so I said to him, um, he, he said, he said, oh, off off of the back of uh, some some stuff on Insta I did where uh, a couple of weeks ago, last the last one we were at home, he was like, oh, I keep, I keep, I've got to come to a game with you soon. So I was like, oh, Newport's coming up. I'm sure I can get you a ticket. Um, so uh, I think my well, I think my colleague's coming up, and it might be the last time he ever speaks to me, which will be awkward. Oh, mate! From my understanding, the red zone is gone as of this week at the football club. So uh, I'm what are back you talking to about the red fun. zone. Uh, so where the where the tunnel is, no one's allowed yeah. to walk past the tunnel because of the red zone. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's gone. So that should be a bit more fun, a bit more freer within the club, and uh, yeah. yeah, that'd be nice. That'd come be nice. O- come over to the come over to the east and have. A- Talk to me and Pat. I will. I'll come and say hello. I've got a question for you. What did you yeah. make of this gold bond? We never touched on it. This what? The gold bond that's been released by the chairman. 
Oh yeah, no, it's probably a good idea to talk about that, isn't it? It's a it's a big bit of news. I like I'm yeah. happy about it. it. I mean, it definitely spins the uh, it's it's like the uh, the beginning and the end for Wallace at Stevenage, isn't it? Like he ain't gonna he ain't gonna hang around much longer if he's yeah, giving that's what, if he's that's... giving the uh, giving the SA a, a, a golden handshake. That's how I kind of saw it as well. It's kind of another kind of uh, stone in the place, isn't it? Really, ready, ready to, ready to do that. But I, mean, I don't mind it. I, mean, it's I don't mind it too much. Hopefully, there's one or two beyond the seasons scenes that go off with him. <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm done. I'm out. Go on. <laughs> no, hopefully you stick around, mate. Like, basically, anybody, everyone else, anybody else can leave. I don't really care. But as long as you're around to brighten up Saturday afternoon before the team beats us into submission and we all leave miserably. Really, I really do try my best, to be fair, Nate. I'm not even going to lie to you. I really, really do try because I know exactly what it's like when you see people walking out and thinking, I'm not even allowed to leave yet because I've got to read an attendance out of under 3,000 people. <laughs> it's, uh, You've got to read 3,000 <laughs> attendance out in front of 2,200 people. Yeah. Now, I don't want to be too negative, right? I'm, I'm getting. I'm already. It's, we're only three episodes in, and I've already got a reputation. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to enhance that any. But me and my mate Alan, when it was just us that that used to go on the regular, right? Whoever your predecessor was, we used to make comment on a regular basis how uninterested he seemed to be, and how he just <laughs> how he just sort of he read it. He read out what he had to read, and that was wow. it. It was like we didn't. We, when when you appeared, we were like, "Hello, who's this guy?" He was awesome. He's entertaining. Andrew Green. Do you know what, though? He gave me the best training ever. The best. Really? He was so good, yeah. All the basic kind of stuff I wouldn't have a clue on. He was so good. So, so good. And then, uh, then yeah, and then Barry River was like, right, you can get lost, mate. Keep this young bloke in. And, uh, yeah, here we are. Still here. I've got I've got to say, it's the only good thing Barry Webber ever did, mate. <laughs> Pat's just got up and f***ed. Off. I was literally about to start, start start ending the podcast anyway. <laughs> he's he's seen something in his garden. This this guy loves a bird. Do you know what I mean? He's seen a <laughs> lesser spotted riddlings, uh poplars, ducklings walking past his shed and his homemade pond that he's dug in his garden and look at him go. Look. He'll be scaling the drain pipe any second to to find it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're just gonna see his head pop up underneath the window, <laughs> isn't you? Um, I love Pat. Yeah, he's 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 like an encyclopedia. That boy. (laughs) Where you been, Pat? Stitch me up again. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, definitely not. We ain't be talking about you and your wildlife. Then definitely not. Um, Oh God, I I feel like we need to talk about something else. But we've done 55 minutes, and I'm amazed we've stretched out this far. (laughs) So, um, so Borough Faithful, we will not waste any more of your time. If this episode ain't put you off, then it'll be great to have you. But who are we kidding? Who are we kidding? They're still coming back for Stevenage every every other week. So, uh, yeah, 100. percent You're all gluttons for punishment, and come back and come back and wallow in our misery, you bastards. Anyway, nice to talk to you anyway. Yeah, it's been you too, Nate. royally fantastic. Uh, thank you, Leighton Orient, for your wonderful burger that I had yesterday. It was, it, was, it was a thing of beauty, the crafty burger. I'm yet to have a bad away day when the food's good. Don't matter about the result. Even if we lose, if, if the food's good, I come away thinking, yeah, that weren't too bad. If the food's bad and we win, I'm like, hate it, never going there again. <laughs> 
There was a bar downstairs that, like the cafe at the game yesterday, and yeah. uh, it reminded me of the Luton game where Ben Kennedy scored. And in the Luton end, down in the far corner, there's a secret bar. Oh mate, and it was unbelievable that game. I was in there, and uh, oh, it was superb. But it reminded me of that yesterday. At 50 minutes into the game, all the fans were still down there singing and cheering, and I could hear them. And I was just like, I don't want to be driving. I want to go back down there and get involved. But uh, yeah, fair play to them. Good old Borough fans. I uh, I really hate hanging around at the end of the game. I, as soon as that whistle goes, I want to be out of the ground. Of, <laughs> don't matter, win, lose or draw. Like, there's nothing worse. My, uh, there's nothing worse than, than stadium traffic. When I was when I was a kid, my dad was he was an absolute nightmare. Uh, God rest his soul. It didn't matter if I was at Stevenage or at Highbury. On the 85th minute, we'd be out of there. Oh no! And there was one game in particular, and I think it was Paul Davis, and I think it was Liverpool, where Paul Davis punched someone, and I think it was right at the end of the game, and my dad was so desperate to leave that uh, I don't think we got to see it, because he was too busy trying to run back to the train station. He was hilarious. And even at Stevenage, (laughs) when there was only like 200 people there against Altringham at home, we'd be at the corner waiting to get out of there as soon as we could to get home. I can't can't be dealing with that. There's like... If you're 3-0 down in the first 25 minutes, <laughs> I don't mind if you leave. I wanted to. Do you remember Do you remember Notts County, the season they went down, coming here on a yeah. run of like like 10 consecutive losses and f- absolutely thumping us? Like, I think, I'm sure we were 3-0 down inside 25 minutes. And uh, the, of the group of like six or seven of us that normally go, there was just two of us. And I was like, oh, f- I'm going. And like the, the, uh, the Blake Kev... Uh, my mate Dean's uh, future father-in-law was like, you know, like, you're not going anywhere. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Kev, don't do this to me. He's like, you can stand here and be miserable with me. And we literally stood there moaning. <laughs> moaning about oh, He was moaning about me moaning <laughs> and I was moaning about not being able to go. Barely watched the <laughs> rest of that game. Awful game that was. Absolutely horrible. Oh. Uh, but yeah, no. I'd, if, it, if, if it's just another, another game, just, what's the point of leaving? Northampton away, I left early once, actually. You know, in that dreadful season that we should have gone down, I think it was I think it was the 2nd of January or something, we were freezing, yeah, me, me, and, me and my two it. mates. And then they, they scored to, like, win in, like, the... I think it was the 91st minute. And, I, and as soon as it went in, I didn't say a word. I just left. I just walked <laughs> out. I don't... I think they. I think the two lads I was with followed me, but I can't quite remember. I was just like, I'm not. I just, just couldn't deal with it. I was like, I've got to get out of here because I'm going to end up punching this idiot who's next to me. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, should we? Uh... <laughs> yeah, let's wrap this up. Defo. It's been emotional. <laughs> yeah, it's been emotional. Join us next week, people, when we uh, talk about uh, Borough versus Newport County. And our first win in six. Come on. Go on the borough. Rossinho, passing from midfield. It's Rossinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it. An old tracker, an old traffic cracker in front of the strip for him. What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. 
I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Maccas? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.